It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH studios. I'm Carl Blaylock, riding solo on this one. Although not entirely for the entire show, as we have joining us in just a second, head baseball coach at Athens High School, one Todd Newsom, as we'll have him. And then we'll also announce our schedule for high school baseball here, Athens High School Baseball on WATH, expanding a little bit, trying to get some road games as well. We'll have that here in a second. But joining us on the phone is... Athens head coach Todd Newsom. Todd, how are you doing? Great, Carl. Um, thanks for having me. Definitely great to have you on. Uh, obviously, first of all, last year, um, pretty good season, about middle of the pack in the TVC. Uh, big loss, though, with uh, the loss of Derek Welsh. Uh, how do you plan on filling in, Derek? Obviously, you still have Landon Wheatley to shore up the pitching staff, but D- Derek's a big loss. Who, who steps up? Um, I think we got a good uh, core of like some guys that can step up this year. Um, you know, I'm counting on a, some younger kids to step up, and uh, and the other two or three other seniors to um, you know throw throw some innings for us. Uh, you know, Luke Brandis. Uh, hopefully, he can stay healthy this year. And we got Caden Hewitt and uh, Jacob Bolger and Carter Wharton, along with Landon. Um, Hopefully, you know, we can get the minis out of those those five guys right there. And then I'm going to count on some younger kids, too. A few of those younger kids uh, really had some pretty solid at-bats and uh, playing time as freshmen last year, uh, being Easton Newsom, obviously, you know, You'd expect him to be pretty good. Uh, and Justin Bennett as well uh, put together some really good performances last year, especially hitting the ball and filling in the middle infield. Uh, do you expect them to continue to grow as players? Uh, yeah, I do. You know, they, they really work at it. They love the game, and uh, they're, they're baseball junkies. Um, and they're not the only two. Um, you know, there's, there's that, whole, that whole class right there is, is pretty much shade up in baseball, and they just love the game. Looking at uh, your team as a whole, obviously, how 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 much do you kind of have the lineup kind of figured out already? Are there still a lot of moving pieces where, you know, depending on how people play in the scrimmages, they might they might jump up in the starting lineup. Yeah, we're we're um, actually we're trying to figure it out ourselves. Um, you know, we're still you know that's, you know that's what I tell them. You know, um, things can change from day to day. Uh, uh, we're just still trying to find our, uh, you know, our top nine and stick out there, depending on who's pitching. And uh, we got guys that can play other positions, so um, we'll be a lot of moving around. And hopefully, here in the next week, we can we can get things figured out. How much does uh, being able to have some really nice days for practice? Obviously, not today. It is uh, quite cold and wet out there today. But uh, you know. Earlier, earlier, you know, the last few weeks, we've had quite a few 60s, 70s days. How nice is it to be able to have, like, the first week of practices and be able to practice outside in an instant? Oh, it's, it's, it's been unbelievable. I mean, once you get outside, I, I think we've probably only been inside four times. Uh, but once you get outside, <laughs> you hate going back in the gym. Um, you know, I dread it. But we're actually in there today right now. They're practicing right now, my assistants, so. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been awesome. This, this weather we've had, uh, it's got a lot done, um, that you normally, you know, you can get, get it done in the gym, but it's nothing like being out on the diamond. Do you think that being able to have some outdoor practices and getting those reps outside with the bats might help a little bit? Cause you know, a lot of the times beginning of the season, you kind of have the bats, it really depends on the temperature. If, if it's a little, if it's a little cold outside, you know, the bats are a little bit slower, do you think that being able to have some warm practices kind of heats up the bats a little bit to where you won't have as much of a beginning season slump? Yeah, you know, pitching's always ahead of the hitting early in the season, um, it seems like. But, um, yeah, I definitely think it's it's helped. Um, you still need to see that live uh, 
you know, they see the live arm off me, but that's nothing like the, you know seeing the live pitcher. But um, you know, we've we've got a pitching machine, and uh, we use it some outside. And um, you know, we're definitely I think we've you know taken a lot more swings than than in the past just because we've been able to get outside. We really take advantage of these days and you know practice you know three hours if we if we can uh, take advantage of this weather. Absolutely, and uh, not not quite today. And you, you can you can always tell when the beginning of the spring sports season comes up because almost like an instant it goes from about seventy degrees down to about forty and rainy. But uh, how much uh, looking at your schedule? You've got some. You got Lake Catholic the first game uh, just next Saturday on the twenty fifth. Uh, how did that game come about, and uh, are you excited um, to play Lake Catholic? Yeah, um, that came about actually. Um, the assistant coach at Lake Catholic, Catholic, I, I played with at Ohio University, so um, we still stay in touch. And I, I know he was the assistant coach there, and he, he contacted me and said, "Hey, you got any games left?" I said, "Actually, I have one game left." and one scrimmage, scrimmage left. So we're going to play them a regular season game, the first game, and then we're going to scrimmage them the game two. Definitely going to be great to have a team from Mentor coming all the way down to Athens for sure. Yeah, yeah. They, um, they're supposedly have a couple really nice, um, nice pitchers, so it'll be good to see early on. Looking at your schedule as a whole, what are the expectations for this year? Well, you know, of course, we want to. I'd like to, you know, we want to win that TBD Ohio, um, get it back in our hands. Um, you know, just be competitive. We want to be competitive. We want to compete. Um, that's what I really, um, you know, really preach. Go out, get out there, and uh, let's throw strikes. Let's be fundamentally sound on defense. Let's steal the routine ground balls, and offensively, let's put pressure on the on them. You know, we want to run. I think we got some team speed, and uh, we want to. We want to. Make them make the mistakes. Let's don't make them ourselves. Where do you think you sit in the TVC Ohio? Obviously, last year, Megs was at the top of the TVC Ohio, and I believe they still will be. They still have Stewart as their pitcher. I, I do believe he was a junior last year. I think he's rehabbing off of an injury. But obviously, Megs, once again, may be at the top. But do you think you fit in after Megs? Do you think you could dethrone Megs? Or where do you think, where do you think your Bulldogs sit this year? I think we can, you know, I think we can challenge um, for the uh, title again this year. Um, I know uh, Ethan, Ethan, I heard he pitched the other day uh, through about eight pitches, so that's good to hear. He's a great kid, um, so I was happy to hear that. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, we can we can challenge for the, the Ohio. Absolutely. We're, we're, it, obviously, this year, uh, Megs is at the top. Where do you think everyone else sits? I know last year Wellston was near about the middle of it, but where, where do you think everyone else sits in the Ohio as a whole? Boy, uh, I, you know, I think it's probably you know pretty even. Um, I really do. Um, I think a lot of teams are, uh, you know, they they've lost some some uh, key players, and uh, uh, I know some. You know, Alexander was pretty young last year, and I, I think they're, they're they're going to be pretty good this year. And, um, Seems like Wellston's always, you know, they always challenge. Always have some some nice kids coming up, and I, I think it, I think it's wide open. I really do. Definitely going to be interesting to see how that race plays out, and seems like a great segue into announcing which games we're doing this year on WATH. Obviously, in the past we've mostly stayed with the home games, but we're we're, we're trying to try to do a few of the. Away games, currently our schedule looks like this. We'll start with the opener against Lake Catholic next Saturday. Uh, then the conference game against Alexander on March 31st. At Meg's on April 3rd. At Logan on April 5th. Nelsonville, York at home on the April 10th. At Vinton County on the 12th. At Wellston on April 14th. Home against River Valley April 17th. At Alexander April 19th. We'll have Megs on April 21st, then April 22nd at Zane Trace. That's going to be a interesting game. I actually will pause for a second there and kind of talk about that one. That, that's going to be a bit of a road trip, but Zane Trace normally pretty solid in baseball. Yeah, they're they're always solid. Um, actually, I played some summer ball with their coach uh, Ron Allen. So um, yeah, that that uh, they're always solid team. Um, so I'm looking forward to 
to, uh, you know, challenging ourselves a little bit. And, and that's towards, you know, towards the end of uh, April. And, and uh, so we should be, you know, on top of our, hopefully on top of our game by then. And we can uh, give them all they want. Absolutely, and some really tough challenges as we continue going down the schedule. Uh, April 24th, home against Logan. April 26th, at Nelsonville, York. On the 28th, home against Benton County. The 2nd, May 2nd, home against Warren at Fairfield Union on the 6th. Uh, on the 9th of May, against Marietta at home. And on the 10th of May, at Jackson. And towards the end of there, that's really prepping up for the tournament, I'd imagine, with Warren, Fairfield Union, Marietta, and Jackson. Yeah, there's some pretty, you know, it's always good to play those, those type of teams uh, heading into the tournament and, uh, you know, see what we uh, see what we have and uh, heading into the, you know, the first, first game of the tournament. Absolutely. And obviously, we talked a little bit about uh, the freshman who last year who really stepped up with Justin Bennett and Easton Newsom. And obviously, with Easton, you know, what, what's it like coaching your son? You know, it's 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 tough. It's really tough. Um, I feel like sometimes a little I'm a little more harder on him than anyone else. But um, you know, I don't I don't think he uh, he has any problem with it. Um, it. It's it's really it's fun. It's really fun. Um, but uh, you know, he he's uh, he's one of those kids that uh, he just uh, he loves baseball and he is uh, he works at it nonstop. So it, you know, I like to see him succeed, and it's. It, you know, by him working so hard, and hopefully, uh, you know, things go do. You know, he can do what he wants to do. Absolutely, coach. Before we let you go, uh, I want to ask you about uh, your bracket at all. Obviously, March Madness going on. We'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, you've been able to catch any of the games uh, today, and uh, is your bracket uh, how 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 in fire is your bracket at the moment? Well. I'm actually not very good any year, um, uh, but I, I did actually get in a in a pool where we pick squares, and I got lucky and I happened to win a square already, so um, that was good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I got Alabama to win it all, but um, but I'm sure I really haven't looked at it real close. Uh, I know it's probably like every other year, um, not very good. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I like the, I like the pick of Alabama in uh, the pool I'm doing for money. I took I took Alabama in that, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how they do. But Coach Newsom, great having you on. Can't wait to have you on uh, throughout the season. Obviously, can't wait to see uh, your Bulldogs play in most of those games, every home game, and most road games. You can hear right here on WATH. When we come back, we'll talk about the NCAA tournament, some very interesting and possibly quite ugly games going on today. We'll talk about them after the break as you're listening to The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Quality that's through the roof. T-Bay Roofing. T-Bay Roofing, your certified GAF Master Elite Contractor, has expanded operations to now serve the greater Athens County, Ohio area. T-Bay brings their GAF Golden Pledge Warranty for up to 50 years to Athens, and it's even transferable once to the next homeowner. Put your trust in the Mid-Ohio Valley's premier roofing contractor. Get started with a free call to 844-PRO-ROOF, and T-Bay will get you a free estimate within 24 hours. That's 844 844- for Pro Roof. Put your trust in the Mid-Ohio Valley's premier roofing contractor. Get started with the free call to 844-PRO-ROOF and T-Bay will get you a free estimate within 24 hours. That's 844-PRO-ROOF. Now serving the Athens, Ohio areas. Find out more at tbayroofing.com. Quality that's through the roof. T-Bay Roofing. Getting the right health care for the right problem can save you time and stress. 
That's why Ohio Health offers three types of care options right here in Southeast Ohio. Call your primary care provider when you're sick or when you need to manage your long-term health. Visit urgent care when you can't get in with your doctor and go to the ER for severe life-threatening situations. Find out which Ohio Health location is your best choice at ohiohealth.com slash right care. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. This is the sports fan here on WATH. Carl Blaylock with you in studio as uh, it's day two of the two greatest days of sports fans year. Uh, for any really sports fan, it, the two days of wall-to-wall basketball that are the round of 64 of the Dumble NCAA tournament. NCAA tournament. My goodness. Words have been freezing up all day. I called a softball game for uh, OU Athletics. Uh, you know, Got done with that about 30 minutes before the show, and uh, I'm still cold. It was rainy. It was it was nasty. Bobcats did get a victory in Game One, four to two over Miami. But uh, ooh, it's cold. But uh, looking so far at the day, the games going up in Columbus as well. Some of those games. Uh, one of those games was the first game of the day: Michigan State and USC. And the Spartans were able to muscle past the Trojans 72-62. Joey Hauser had 17 points as Michigan State just kind of started pulling away at the beginning of the second half. It was close uh, at a few points, but ended up throwing it uh, throwing it up to about a 10-point lead that they were able to manage for most of the second half. Xavier survived Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State was up by 11 or 12 uh, late in that one, but uh, fell apart in the second half. Unfortunately, did the Owls. Jerome Hunter had 24 points for the Musketeers, and uh, mm, it, it, it took a few blocks, but it ended up being uh, a victory for Xavier. The Owls putting up a pretty good fight, and uh, unfortunately, there goes there goes the. Uh, Paul Bracket, the Blaylock, uh, the Blaylock King, uh, the uh, Blaylock Bracket King, I should say, is uh, no longer on top anymore. Uh, he was on top of the world for that Princeton pick, and I'm sure he'll be back on top if Purdue ends up uh, pulling up and winning the national title. But uh, yeah, no, he, he got Princeton right. He called the Kennesaw State game. Didn't happen. Xavier wins. He also called UC Santa Barbara the Gauchos. Really, that's the whole reason why he picked them. And you know, because I'm sitting there with my phone and I'm showing, all right, buddy, who do you want to pick? Their name is the Gauchos. And he went, Gaucho! Clicked it. He picked them all the way to the Final Four. And it looked good for a while. UC Santa Barbara held with Baylor for most of the first half, actually had the lead in the had the lead actually going into the half. And but Baylor just shut them down in the second half. It, it, there was just a point to where it just stopped. Kennesaw State stopped scoring, and Baylor kept scoring. And they end up pulling away, winning 74-56. to St. Mary's defeated VCU earlier, 63-51. Marquette pulled away from Vermont, 78-61. And then... One of the worst college basketball games you may ever see in the NCAA tournament. This game was uh, the only comparable game I could think to it is the 2011, yeah, 2011 NCAA tournament uh, final between UConn and Butler, where UConn won like 53-42, and yeah. Let's look at some stats for Iowa State in this game. They played Pitt. Iowa State shot 23% from the field. 16 or 14 for 60. From 3, they shot 9.5%. 2 for 21. They made a combined 16 baskets the entire game. They lose 59-41. Uh, I don't know. I, I legit, I don't know. This game, uh, this game with 
at the under eight timeout in the second half, it was 42 to 30. That's how bad this game was. Pitt wins 59-41, but Pitt may be one of the least deserving teams ever. Xavier's not very good either. Somehow Pitt might luck into a Sweet 16, which is absolutely not at all deserved. Pitt is not good this year. They are not. They shot 34% from the field, but that was down to like 27 at one point. They just kind of pulled away with it at the end, but uh, yikes. Yikes. It, it, ESPN's calling it a low-scoring battle. No, it, it wasn't even that. It, it wasn't even that. Uh, it, it, was, um, it was something. It was, it was certainly a game that happened. Iowa State, let, let's, uh, let's do some math here. Looking at the shot chart. Um, one, two, three, four. Iowa State made four shots that weren't like legitimately underneath the basket. Like they made that that's not that doesn't seem like a possible, but you look at their shot chart, they've got one elbow jumper they made, one kind of extended elbow jumper, uh, and two threes. All on the right side of the court. And then the rest of their points are just little dots underneath the basket. Yeah. That's um, that's insane. And then Creighton defeated NC State 72-63. And uh, looking at it right now, it looks like UConn's pulling away from Iona. The Rick Patinos, the fighting Rick Patinos, they, uh, they were up at the half, 39-37. The bottom's fall off, fallen off for the... Higher seed, though, in the second half, as it has for a lot of these games. Uh, the lower seeds have actually led a, quite a few of the half times of these games, and they just haven't been able to uh, close it out. Currently, UConn outscoring the Gales 30-16 to in the second half with 8.33 to go in the second half. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, while that goes on, let's look at back at the evening sessions from last night, and it, it there weren't very many good games. Uh, Auburn defeated Iowa 83-75. Duke, my goodness, Duke destroyed Oral Roberts. They were up 13-0 at one point. Uh, Oral Roberts didn't score until, I believe, like nine, nine minutes into the game. I think, yeah, no, they didn't score until nine minutes into the game. Uh, which is absolutely incredible. At that point, it was 15-0 Duke. Uh, Duke rolled 74-51. Really impressive showing. My Mountain West agenda took a hit. Boise State lost to Northwestern 75-67. Colgate uh, Colgate fell to Texas 81-61. But I think the game that had the most eyes on it last night was the game in Birmingham. Houston struggled mightily against Northern Kentucky. Uh, Albeit, uh, Marcus Sasser wasn't able to play very much. He he did not look up to snuff for a lot of the game, but uh, Northern Kentucky just held in there. They kept it close. They just kept it close the entirety of the second half. Ended up, Houston ended up pulling away by 11 at the end, but the Norse were there, and they were up at points and Houston did not look like a one seed and part of that is because of injuries but Houston did not look like a one seed and uh, they're going to have a tough time especially if they play like that they did not play good because Northern Kentucky really didn't deserve to be in that game Northern Kentucky wasn't playing super well either it just you know it, it they just had the opportunity that were given to them they hung around in the game but uh unable to win but you know they showed a lot of people hey the horizon league's not bad again obviously not as good as what it once was you don't have the, the butlers going to the tournament every single year but uh they're not bad they're not bad at all the norse another interesting result from last night tennessee held on against louisiana 58 55 as Louisiana had a roaring comeback in the end of that game, nearly blowing that game, but Tennessee still able to get the victory. 
and then I, I think the most surprising game from last night was Penn State Texas A&M we were sitting there thinking that's going to be a great nightcap really close game no Penn State jumped out to a 38-22 lead at the half Andrew Funk had a huge game he shot 20 he had 27 points shooting 8 for 11 from the field and I, I mean that's huge it's absolutely huge to just uh see those numbers 76 59 penn state won and it 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 felt like penn state was up by higher i mean they they couldn't miss a shot they they looked by far like they looked like the best team in the tournament and these are two teams coming into the tournament both pretty hot i mean texas a&m's really only loss in about the last five or six games were to uh that 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 was their only loss was to a red hot Alabama team that is the number one overall seed in the tournament, and Penn State's only loss was to a Purdue team that they took to the brink. That was a very close game on Sunday, and Penn State proved that they're out for blood. And I, I'm very intrigued about that Texas Penn State game tomorrow. That should be a really interesting one. We'll, we'll preview we'll preview all the games on Saturday here in a minute, but let's let's preview the games that are going to be happening later on tonight in the later session. And the first one that jumps up is uh, Providence, Kentucky. That should be an interesting one. Bryce Hopkins obviously transferred to Providence from Kentucky, and he's looked really good this year for the Friars. But the Friars kind of backing into the tournament a little bit. We'll see what they can do against Kentucky. This It could be a very interesting one there. Um, Drake, Miami is another one to keep an eye on. That should be a pretty good game as well. Probably the game of the night is probably Florida Atlantic at and Memphis. Uh 8-9 matchup. Memphis I I both of these teams I think can knock off Purdue in the round of 32. I I really think that they can. Now the question is which team wins tonight? Memphis is slight favorites, but I mean it's it's close. I mean the Tigers the Tigers looked really good obviously knocking off number 1 Houston coming into the tournament, uh, winning the AAC championship that way. But Florida Atlantic is a very solid team. They're another one of those teams. They're 31 and 3. 31 and 3 as a nine seed. Uh, they were getting an at-large bid, no matter what, whether they won the CUSA tournament or not, they were making it into the tournament. And they looked they they've looked very good at times over the season. This is going to be an absolute battle. Uh, another game to keep an eye on is Kent State at Indiana. Very popular upset pick. Sincere Carey and the Golden Flashes. I, I think it really depends on what Indiana shows up. If you see the Indiana that knocked off Purdue twice, I, I don't like Kent State's chances. But if you see the Indiana that uh, if you see the Indiana that lost to Penn State, if you see if you see a lesser version of Indiana, because the problem with the Hoosiers have been they've been very inconsistent. And I think that inconsistency is going to continue tonight, and I think Kent State upsets them. But we'll, we'll see what happens with those games. When we come back, we'll preview the games from Saturday, on Saturday as we look at which games, which teams will move on to the Sweet 16 as you're listening to The Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's probably not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth, Ruth Show. show. It's really... <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Beer, 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 beer. Beer, 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 beer. Beer, 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 beer. Oh, I almost forgot. Wine, 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 wine. Drive through, stop, and cap for your favorite legal beverage. Beer, wine, wine, beer. This idiot does. Easy. Oh, and if they don't have your brand, they'll order it for you. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. 
This is the Sports Fan. As we look ahead to the second round of the NCAA tournament, and there's some intriguing matchups tomorrow. Let's start first with Furman against San Diego State. As Furman obviously getting that dramatic victory over Virginia yesterday. San Diego State also a very solid team. I, I think San Diego State's defense is going to be better than what uh, Furman can handle. I, I think the Aztecs get the job done there. Uh, looking at the second second round matchup, Duke and Tennessee. That one, that one, I'm not sure. I, I think Duke wins it. I think Duke wins it just because Tennessee struggled towards the end of that game, and Duke shut down one of the best scoring country or one of the best scoring teams in the country. Um, Ordo Roberts was. I mean, they were they were one of the top shooting teams in the country, and Duke they they kept them scoreless for the first nine minutes of that game. Give me the Blue Devils. Uh, Arkansas taking on Kansas, and this one is intriguing, especially if Bill Self is not back. If Bill Self can coach the Jayhawks, I think the Jayhawks should win. But Arkansas is going to be scrappy, and they're going to fight. And I, I, I could see, I could certainly see something to where Arkansas falls. I, I really, or Arkansas beats Kansas. I, I really see there being a possibility for that. We'll have to see if that's something that comes completely to fruition. But, I mean, I don't know. I, it's it's intriguing. I certainly think that Arkansas is going to do much better than what a lot of people think that they are, think that they're capable of playing. Then looking at... Uh, another second-round matchup, Princeton taking on Missouri, Battle of the Tigers. I wonder what Princeton's defense can do against Missouri. I think Missouri has a decided advantage, especially if they shoot as they did on Thursday. I mean, Kobe Brown went nuclear during that game. I think that they can definitely grab a victory pretty easily. But I, you know Princeton's going to fight, so it'll be interesting to see what the Tigers can do. Uh, speaking of another Tiger, Auburn taking on Houston, and we talked about how much Houston struggled early in the uh, early in the game, and uh, I think Auburn, especially Auburn, didn't look anything special against Iowa, but it. If Houston struggles the way that they do, they're very easily going to be the first one seed out. So. They're going to have to play on their toes against Auburn, and we'll have to see if Marcus Sasser is able to go. He did not look that healthy uh, last night. He did not look like he was that ready to go. So we'll have to see what the Cougars can do. Uh, another game, this one is really, really interesting, Penn State and Texas. Penn State, one of the hottest teams in the country, but Texas might just be a little bit hotter. Texas, I mean, this is a team that in the last two weeks have beaten Kansas twice by 20. And that's a tough feat to do. Uh, so the Longhorns are legit. And it's been a really interesting season for Texas, considering they lost their coach, Chris Beard, early in the season. Um, he had to step down, and, or he was placed on a leave of absence and uh, eventually fired. But Texas has still been able to fight through it, and they've been one of the best teams in the country. But they're going up against arguably the hottest team in the country right now in Penn State. I mean, we talked in length about what they did to Texas A&M the other day, and it well, looks like they're well in time to do it again against Texas. So we'll have to see what the Longhorns can muster against the Nittany Lions. I mean, Penn State, they won their first tournament game since 2001 on last night and I mean that was that's a big accomplishment and Micah Shrewsbury is definitely going to be somebody who a lot of people uh, are going to look at and go hmm it, it hmm. I wonder I wonder if they might uh, hire him I mean he's definitely going to be in conversation for a few of the major major openings over this cycle because he's done a heck of a job with Penn State. I mean, they're looking for their first, and I'm double-checking this here. 
Uh, they're looking for their first. They're looking for their first Sweet 16 since the 1950s. Is that right? My goodness. 1950. 1950. They, that's the last time that they were in the Sweet, uh, Sweet 16. That's insane. I think the tournament was literally only 16 teams at that point. They have a chance to beat that. They're going to have to beat a tough Texas team, though. Texas is one of my picks to get to the Final Four. I think they're a very solid team this year, but we'll have to see. Northwestern takes on UCLA, and uh, this one should be an interesting one. UCLA handled uh, Ethan Sargent's upset pick, uh, UNC Asheville, really easily. Like it, it wasn't even close. UCLA beat the brakes off of them. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But I, I, I like I like UCLA in that one just because Northwestern, they're a little bit inconsistent. They, they step up to the moment, though. But we'll have to see whether they can, uh, whether Northwestern can knock off UCLA. I, I think not, though. I think, once again, the Big Ten kind of struggles in the tournament, and they're going to lose again. But they are one of the hotter teams in the country. And then finally, Maryland taking on Alabama. That's going to be the nightcap on Saturday. And Bama's just that hot. Maryland didn't look incredible. They had they had a really tough stretch at the beginning of that West Virginia game. They gave up the ball about six, had six turnovers in about the first five minutes of the game. And that's that's something you're not going to be able to do against Alabama. You're not going to be able to come back from that. Um, you know, they're not West Virginia. You're not going to be able to come back from giving up six or seven turnovers. In about the first 10 minutes of the game, Alabama's going to cash those in, and you're going to find yourself down more than like 10. You're going to find yourself down 20 with a foot on your throat. Uh, I don't think that you're going to see. I, I just I don't I don't see where you're going to have much hope with that. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in that one. I think Bama takes over, and I mean, like I said, I think that they're. At the top of the, I think they're at the top of the point when it comes to my championship favorites. At the moment, I'm at the top, I believe. Hold on, let me look. I'm at the top in the little one we had for the sports fan people. It's a three-way tie at the top, actually, between me, Cedric, and Ethan Sargent. Cedric has UCLA going all the way. I have San Diego State going all the way. May or may not to just be continue beating my drum, but I, I really think they can do it as long as they can. Be, if they can beat Alabama, they can beat anybody, and I, I think they might be able to beat Alabama. Jacob Mata has uh, Kansas State. As is uh, not looking incredible. Neither is Dylan Westmeyer, who uh, yeah, that's an interesting Final Four. Three Big East teams. Uh, Creighton, Marquette, Xavier, and Kansas is his final four. My final four in this one is San Diego State, Marquette, Kansas, and Miami. Miami. Wow, I forgot I picked that one. <laughs> my my money bracket, in case you're wondering, the final four is Alabama, Marquette, UConn, and Texas. I've got Alabama over UConn in the final there. I'm, I'm high on the Huskies. They look really good. I believe they've got it done against Iona at this point. Let's have a little look-see. Yep, they're up 20 with three minutes to go. So UConn going to be moving on. Looking at uh, the ins or the uh, OHSAA, their playoffs going on at the moment. It's been a busy week, busy two weeks at uh, UD Flyer Arena. Uh, they've had they've had the girls tournament. The girls, uh, girls basketball state tournaments. As they, uh, that's been going on all week, last week. Then you had the first four, Tuesday, Wednesday. Now you have the uh, boys tournament final, or the boys basketball tournament. As at the moment, Crestview, the Crestview Knights, they're, they're normally pretty good. They're perennial up in northwest Ohio. Uh, they're beating up on Highland. If you remember, Highland is a team. Berlin Highland, they beat Federal Hawking. Uh, Crestview went on a big run in the third quarter. Uh, they lead 53-35. We'll hear more from Dayton right now. 
It's time for the OHSAA State Tournament Report. Here's Roger Barber. The boys' 101st annual state tournament started with two undefeated teams, but that was cut in half when previously undefeated Columbus Bishop Reedy fell to Akron Bookville Griffin 60-50. to The winners jumped to an early 11-2 lead before the Silver Knights ever found their bearings. Reedy, the Athens regional winner, Lost the third quarter 13 date and never recovered. Charlie Russell had 19 for Reedy. They were the AP's number one ranked team in Division Two. The winners have never won a state title, but were a powerhouse back in the early years of Ohio State basketball as they made the Final Four in 1936, 37, 39, and 40. They play a tough schedule around the Akron area and played six out-of-state teams, and you know if they go out-of-state, they're going to be playing some good teams. Akron had four players in double figures and some very balanced scoring. The Griffins will play Lutheran West for the Division II state title at 10:45 on Sunday. Griffins are now 22-6. and six. Lutheran West finishes the or will play um, Griffins on Sunday, and they are now 25-3. and three. This is Roger Barber from the 101st Annual State Tournament University of Dayton Arena. This has been the OHSAA State Tournament Report. Here's what's going on. The 26th Annual Children's Fishing Tournament will be held on Saturday, April 1st at the American Legion located at 520 West Union Street in Athens. There will be a 50-50 drawing, food and raffles, and much more available. Doors will open at noon. Drawing starts at 3 p.m. For more information, to donate, or to volunteer, call Bobby Nelson at 740-683-9603. Dover Township Athens Community will be doing their annual cemetery cleanup March 20th through March 24th. Those with decorations at these local cemeteries please make sure you remove what you would like to keep before the cleanup dates. And finally, the VFW Post 7174 in the Plains is proud to present the High Roller Adult Prom on Saturday, April 15th at 8 p.m. For more information, call the club at 740-797-4946. That's what's happening from your friends here at 970 WATH 97.3 FM and Power 105. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Nothing, and I mean nothing, hits better than ordering my faves at McDonald's and getting 20% off my whole order. First thing I'm ordering is a new delicious lemonade made with real lemon juice and real cane sugar. Next in my bag is a tasty bacon ranch McCrispy, which is only here for a limited time. It's made with a juicy chicken fillet, creamy ranch sauce, applewood smoked bacon, crinkle-cut pickles, and served on a warm potato roll. Order on the McD app and get 20% off with minimum $1 purchase. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid through 4223 at participating McDonald's. Excludes tax valid once per day. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. This is The Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. Carl Blaylock in studio here with you for about another eight or nine minutes here. And, uh, well, something interesting from the NCAA Women's Tournament that started today. And I think one of the more insane things I think I've ever seen in my life. You want to know any any guesses? Any guesses on what the spread was for Norfolk State and South Carolina? South Carolina, the number one overall seed, minus forty nine. South Carolina favored by forty nine over Norfolk State. They did not cover. They did not come close. The Gamecocks do have mercy, winning seventy two to forty. Though I mean that's an insane spread. I don't think I've ever seen a spread that high. I'm actually going to do a quick Google search and look at highest spreads of all time. Because that, that's got to be up there. 
Because, I mean, that's insane. That's not possible. Uh, one of the, let, let's look, the biggest point spreads in modern football history here. Let's let's look, read through this article real quick. You had 2020 week eight, Chiefs-Jets, a 20 and a half. Favorites were the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, that, that was insane. Uh, you've got a few other ones here. Uh, 1976, that don't count. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins, 2007, Week 7, minus 22. That's insane as well. Minus 22 on that. Uh, let's let's see if there's anyone. The biggest of all time. Remember, that I think I asked a trivia question of this at one point. Broncos, Jags, 2013, Week 6. 28-point favorites over the Jaguars. The Broncos were averaging 46 points a game. The Jaguars, 10.2. The final score, 35-19. So, yeah, no, that that did not cover. You you wouldn't think it was going to cover. But uh, 49 point as a spread is insane. But, I mean, that's how good South Carolina is in women's basketball. Um, Let's see. Which other teams of note around... No, I mean, there's not really much interesting. There was an overtime game, South Florida over Marquette. Um, Maryland beat up Holy Cross. Michigan beat UNLV. Notre Dame beat Southern Utah. Iowa won. Iowa's a two-seed? Hmm. I didn't realize Iowa was a two-seed. That's a little bit surprising. The Buckeyes, the Buckeye women, they play tomorrow. They play James Madison, 1.30 p.m. That's on ESPN2. Uh, tomorrow, they are 18-point favorites. If you want to, uh, if you want to bet that, 18-point favorites. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens in those games. Indiana's a one seed. That makes sense. Why Iowa was not. Indiana is a one seed. But uh, Big Ten, the Big Ten women's basketball has been very good this year, and I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself. I wasn't able to follow it as well as what I wanted to. But I mean, Ohio State has been very good this year. Uh, Iowa, obviously, always very good. They still have Caitlin Clark. Indiana's looked very solid this year. I mean, the women's team has been the team to watch in Columbus this year. Uh, between the Blue Jackets not looking that good and the men's basketball team having that huge slide they had. The women's basketball team for Ohio State's been the team to watch, and they certainly have looked good this year. It'll be interesting to see. They play James Madison. That's a 314 matchup, but I think it'll be interesting to see how the Buckeyes do, and they might be able to make a little bit of noise in the women's bracket. It's time to look at our surefire hot picks for the day, and I'm not going to be a complete degenerate and bet on uh, women's basketball. I already make bad enough choices with that. Uh, let's look and see what games are on tonight, what the spreads are. You got Kentucky minus four and a half. Hmm, interesting. You got Miami. You have Miami minus two and a half over Drake. Gonzaga minus 15 and a half against Grand Canyon. Memphis minus one and a half against, uh, with FAU. Kansas State, seven and a half point favorites over Montana State. Ah, this is the one. This is what I'm going to go with. We're going to go with the MAC. Indiana, four point favorites over the Golden Flashes. Have they seen sincere carry play? Come on, this is a Kent State team that's been itching to get to the tournament for the last. And they've been itching to get to the tournament for like about the last three, four years. Obviously, they're going to want to get there. Will they get there? Mm, that is a question. But are they, they've obviously already gotten there. Will they get a win there? I don't know. The Kent State's look very good this year. This is a team that took Houston down to the wire. Uh, their only losses in the non-conference schedule were to three very good teams. The first being Houston, which was number two at the time. And, I mean, they they held them to 49 points. Charleston, they lost to the College of Charleston, which is a very, very good team as well. And they took Gonzaga down to the wire with a 73-66 victory. I mean, they're good. 
They're really, really good. So we'll have to see if Kent State can do it, but I really think they can. I really think Kent State will be able to get the victory tonight. That's why I'm taking them plus four. I'm taking the points. I don't think you need the points, but I will take the points because I like to get back to 500 with my record uh, for these surefire hot picks. I got the win last night with uh, Louisiana covering. They covered real late, and I mean that, that that was that was one fun thing. I don't know if you saw the end of the Alabama. I don't know if you saw the end of the Alabama Texas A and M Corpus Christi game. You know this Corpus Christi player. He wants to get in. He wants to score, and he goes to score, and he does. Now here's the problem: the Islanders cover. People lost money on that. Oh no. The humanity. Well, 100% that's going to end up on bad beats, if it hasn't already, uh, for Sports Center with SVP. But, I mean, hey, it, it happens. But I don't think you got to worry about that tonight with uh, Golden or yeah, the Golden Flashes plus four. That should be easy money. I, I think even if they lose, they lose by one or two. Indiana's not going to be able to have an easy game. Not, not with them. Not not against the uh, not against how good Kent State has been this year. That'll wrap up the sports fan for tonight. Uh, let's see Monday. What do we got going on next week? We got quite a few guests coming in next week as we keep gearing up for baseball and softball season uh, uh, coming upon us. And looking at next week, busy busy week. Monday, we've got Athens softball coach Roger Bissell coming on. He'll be with us Monday with uh, Cedric and I believe myself. I'll be here as well. Then Tuesday, we welcome an Alexander baseball coach, Jordan Davis. be great to have Jordan on. Also, looking ahead to next week, the 23rd, we'll have Ashley Beach again to talk about Ohio and Central Michigan in baseball. Last I saw, I was kind of keeping an eye on that when I was calling the softball game, uh, it was 7-1 to Central Michigan up on Ohio. They, they hit quite a few home runs, but, I mean, that's what you expect. They're a, real, they're a real tough team, really, really tough team, Central Michigan. Ohio, hopefully, will get it turned around, and hopefully it'll help when it's a little bit warmer outside. But that'll wrap up the sports fan for tonight. Hope you tune in on Monday right here on WATH.